This is riveting. Find more at riveting.fm. I'm Morgan, and I'm a publicist. I'm Linda, and I'm a writer-editor. And this is... Drink! Drink! Drunk! It's like a reflective... I, I'm too drunk to talk about it now, but it's like reflective. <laughs> and this is another thing that gets on my nerves, and it's super specific. <laughs> oh my god. Like putting that lubrication on, like, listen, we're about to go from text to a link. A grammar show with, with a, a drinking drink. problem. Hey, everybody! going on yo's welcome to the show i've never said that before yo's well you heard it here first (laughs) pretty soon it's going to be in the oxford dictionaries online which brings me right into our first topic what what oh wait but we have to talk about our correction we already did we're talking about again yeah we just said we were talking about it again okay all right so last episode we brought up Yvonne, was that his name? I think so. Okay, Yvonne emailed us a very nice and smartly written email and pointing out that we got something wrong. Now, when we brought it up, I hadn't really like read the email because I was in such a delicate state after our first email of complaint that week about that episode that I could not be trusted to read another critique without possibly spiraling full mental breakdown yeah so after the recording i read it and then i was like guys we totally should have addressed what we got wrong i had no idea (laughs) um since this time that i since last a week ago when we recorded i cannot stop thinking about this blunder that we made in episode 25 when we were talking about eponymous I blunders. Mm. I was just telling Morgan and Brian, I cannot, not that it keeps me up, but definitely like I have trouble sleeping anyway. And when I'm like laying in bed, waiting (laughs) to sleep, I am thinking about it. And I'm like, I can't believe we did this. I can't believe we made such a dumb mistake. What a charmed life you live. I know. I I know. I know. (laughs) So then I have to play my alphabet game to go to bed, to go to sleep, relax Wait, my mind. Wait, what do you play? Um, I do, so I pick a letter in the alphabet, mm. and I just think of any word possible that begins with it. Oh, I like to do alphabet game, but category, so I'll try to do animals. It gets really hard for some letters. See, I don't want it to be too hard because then I start thinking too much. Mm. But I, so any letter that begins with it, but then, so first it's just like, this wave of, um, or any word that begins with it, this wave of words that yeah. comes. Like if you say like F, like you think yeah. of like, you know, whatever. Um, but then I go to F-A and then I, like mm. once once they slow down, yeah. I do all F-A's and then I do... How far have you gotten? All, oh, I've gone through the alphabet many times. Like, do you mean, like, so I pick a different letter every night. No, but I mean, like, when you get to the letter F, by the time I got to, like, my second, like, F-A word, I would probably be asleep. Oh, no. Please. I'm up for... <laughs> I've never gone more than one letter. I have the first letter, mm-hmm. but I'll definitely go through the alphabet sometimes. Oh, my God. It's so annoying. Well, that either means that I have a terrible... I've, I'm a terrible sleeper or that I, like, don't have a very large vocab- vocabulary. 
So anyway, I was so upset because Ivan brought up a terrible mistake that I made. So I went back and listened, and he's he's totally right. I can't believe that we did this, but we didn't click on. I mean, to be fair, I think we were like, first of all, a little in our cups, shall we say. We were on our bean water. We were on our bean water, and we were not thinking straight, and we only were looking at one-sentence excerpts or whatever yeah. from articles. We had bad examples. I'm sorry, Grammarly. Yeah, but I should have picked up on that anyway. Like, Sandler is not the name of the, the movie. name of the movie. That would be so dumb. And also, Adam Sandler does not rule the world. He can't name the movie Sandler. His name is Sandler, and then the lead character's name is Sandler, too. That's why I was so flabbergasted. <laughs> so, no. We got that totally wrong. So... What it meant, I don't have it in front of me anymore, but when it said Sandler plays the eponymous lead character, it meant that, like, say the movie's name is Joey. I still haven't looked it up. Still haven't. I'm not clicking on it. We never will. Taking a stand. Yeah. So say the movie's name is Joey, then Sandler plays the eponymous lead character implied there is Joey. Joey. Yes. I'm really sorry that I led you all astray. God, I played it back tonight before we started recording, and I was just mortified. I cannot have this on my mind anymore. It's been a sleepless week. Wow. Well, Godspeed and good luck to you. All right. Thanks. I can't believe you didn't think we were going to do that correction. I don't know. I didn't think you... I thought you and Brian were just bullshitting. (laughs) Okay. Back to the Oxford Dictionaries online. Mm-hmm. You might know them as like the cool younger cousin of the OED, who's our arch nemesis. Right. The Oxford English Dictionary is like the book. Okay. And they're the dicks. And the Oxford Dictionaries online, the ODO, are a little hipper. They're I- not the same company? Or they're like related, but they're, they're related. like an entirely different. They have different group. words in them. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I don't know if the ODO is dicks. I haven't done my vetting on that. Okay. But TBD. TB, TBD on the dickishness. Yeah. But they are hip to the jive. They're putting a lot of <laughs> cool, hip, new words in the ODO. God, I can't wait to hear these. So every quarter, they, you know, they announce new words. Mm-hmm. And this article from Punch, punchdrink.com, but it's all about, you know, drinking culture, mm-hmm. highlighted the words about drinking. So a new crop of words to be added to the official register. And they include beer o'clock. Okay. Wine o'clock. Okay. Turnt. All right. Brose. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. What is the, does it give a definition there of brose? I'll have to look that up and get right back to you. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> but you can keep going. Other things were mansplaining, bitch face, and swole. And I don't know what swole means. Me either. All right. Well, look it up on the old ODO. So it's rare that drink related terms are included in updates. The vast majority of the food and drink-related additions in the last five words were straightforward nouns. 
that English has borrowed from other languages. Like they put in parm, michelada, apple teeny, which is not from another language, but you get it. Like just yeah, nouns, not so much these like names like, of foods or drinks or yeah, whatever. not these like turns of phrases. Happy hour has been tracked since 1914, hmm. which I like. That World War One era, yeah. So it says uh, when it was a navy term for a period of entertainment on ships. Is that also the year that the Titanic sank, or is that 1912, 1912 or 1914? You're asking me a lot of questions. It's either April April 12th, 1914, or April 14th, 1912. All right, one of our listeners. I think it's 1912. Send us an email. <laughs> we have a computer right in front. We'll read it next computer. year. Right in front of her. She's not going to do it. Linda, you're asking me to look so many things up. It's <laughs> okay. Okay, so this can't be right. Swole is a form of swollen or swelled. How, what does that have to do with drinking? Oh, it doesn't. I just wanted to know what it meant. Oh, I thought that this was all about drinking words. I was just saying the other stuff that they added this year that weren't drinking, oh, like man spreading, bitch face, and swole. Was it man spreading or mansplaining? I might have been splaining. Wine and beer clock are among the pioneers of a new online drinking language, one that speaks to a kind of consumption that happens primarily for show. They're hashtagable. This is like our podcast, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's kind of for show. Yep. <laughs> they turn the simple act of relaxing with a drink into a full-fledged ritual. I feel like, I mean, are those terms that popular? Wine o'clock and beer o'clock? Yeah. Like, I guess I've seen they have them, but it's not like... Over 100,000 Instagram hashtag uses. Oh. Does it say what brose has? No. Okay. Well, they were leave. Oh! That's because brose is not in there. I'm <sighs> sorry. They really were misleading. God. We really have to They do were better. really misleading. <laughs> in their subhead, okay, it tells you changing the language of drinking, beer o'clock, brose, turn. As new words to describe drinks and drinking enter the lexicon, the Oxford Dictionary's online must decide which pass muster. I didn't uh, know that one of those passed muster. And then at the end, they say, brose seems right for the picking, as does turnt. How long until day drinking makes it into the OED? Until then, let's treasure every wine o'clock as if it's our first. Wait, so only one made it in. Beer o'clock and wine o'clock made it in. All right, they're kind of the same. Um, yes, all right, as did man spreading, bitch face, and swole. I can't believe that um, day drinking is not in there and beer o'clock is. It's amazing. They, t- they talk about uh, your fave show, not from the 90s, but hmm. pretty close, Cougar Town. Oh, my God, I do like Cougar Town. <laughs> because they were all it's about wine o'clock. Funny. No, Wait. it was a funny show. They say um, it's really funny because they say the culturally loved and poorly named sitcom. It was poorly named. That ran from 2009 to 2015. It was a. It ran for that long? Mm hmm. Because remember it switched networks and everything? No, not really. It was about sub- suburban dwelling 40 somethings whose oversized wine glasses were a secondary character. And they had all these like wine phrases like purple tooth crew and pounding grape. And it was always wine o'clock. And oh, okay. So that was like when this kind of wine, I don't want to say like wine culture because that's always been a thing, but this like language. Yeah. Was really taken off. Um, there was one episode that was so funny. Um, 
when her Courtney Cox's son was, I guess he was like going to prom or like entering high school. Like, I don't know what, what was happening. And she was trying to convince him. Maybe it was prom and she was trying to convince him to go to prom or something. Yeah. Um, he was like, we had different high school experiences. Like I have mine, you had yours. And she was like, no, I was just like you or something like that. I'm probably butchering this, but she like gets out her yearbook and they like go through and there's like things about her being popular. Like she's, I don't know, like a cheerleader or whatever. And then she turns the page and it's her dancing with Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, look at you there. You're a cheerleader. Look at you there. You're doing this. Is that for Springsteen? (laughs) (laughs) Good in joke. Pretty funny. Then, you know what other show I loved that oh, I felt like didn't get enough credit? Oh, God. New Adventures of Old Christine. Mm, you God. did love that show. I actually I remember you, like, talking about it. <laughs> loved that show. Well, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is an American well, she's treasure. so funny. Yeah. And Wanda Sykes, I think, is really funny, too. But, oh, my God, that show was amazing. All right. Sorry. It's all right. <laughs> Another thing from Punch that when I was reading about the language of drinking, there's another piece, and let me see if it's by, yeah, by the same author, Reagan Hoffman, and she wrote this other piece about how we talk about booze by region, mm-hmm. and she, do you know what a Mickey of, like a Mickey of Jen is? A fifth? So it's the little flask-shaped bottles that you can, like, slide in your pocket or whatever. So she's from Canada, and she said when she went came to New York and she asked for a Mickey, everybody was like, uh, who now? Yeah. (laughs) And nobody got it. Um, When people say, like, slip you a Mickey, doesn't that mean roofie you? I think when someone says slip you whatever, it means roofie, but Uh, I don't know if Mickey is specific. But I feel like I've heard that. Unless it's, like, slip you a 20 and you're tipping someone. Okay. Well, I'd rather a 20 than a roofie, please. Take note. That is good advice for all of our listeners. It depends what you're into. Just kidding. That was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mickey. Smicky. Mickey. Mickey is regional. And Mitchell, sorry, Michael Russell, restaurant critic for the Oregonian, Mm-hmm. recalls exhorting friends in Berkeley, California to drink up with to the neck a rallying cry for the young and inebriated. Like that's a cheer to the neck or a toast? Like, yeah, like drink up, like you would be like, yes, like to the neck, like because I guess you're going to drink up to your neck. Would that be the same as like chug? I don't know. Doesn't mm. say. No context. Do you know what a road soda is? Yeah. Roadie sodi. Roadie sodi. So this is, in this article, they say it's Boston, but... No, it's I've, everywhere. I never heard... I heard it here. Uh, my oh, friend, you didn't have it in Pittsburgh? But I don't know. Maybe I just didn't know people who drank in cars. Um, maybe. <laughs> I remember hearing it when... Frowned it, upon everyone. From my friend Keith, listener of the show, would say road soda and roadie sodi, and I was like, oh. But I also, I think... Road soda, also, yeah, like cars, I guess, but I also mean it when I'm walking somewhere mm. and you take something to go. 
Yeah. So, so I, I mean, don't know if that's yeah, just where you're somewhere that's like very pedestrian friendly and it's like we want to say it too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's very illegal, although not in all 50 states, because I recently looked this up for a friend who was here from Australia and was drinking in the car like while her husband was driving. <laughs> and our friends were like, what are you doing? You can't do that. And I was like, well, I don't know. And I checked and there's like a couple of states where you can passenger drink. I guess that makes sense. Like, why can't Who anyone the in cares? the car drink? Yeah. Isn't that the point of a designated driver? Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, I definitely used to do that side of it. Like, if I was a passenger. Yeah. So we used to leave from where we lived to go to a town when I was in college and I would be home at, in the summer and stuff. We would go to a town, a nearby town that was kind of like a college town. There was, like, a lot of bars and stuff. And um, we... Like the people who weren't driving had drinks with them because that's just like, I don't know, we were pre-gaming or something. Yeah. We probably were pre-game at someone's house and then like took some and then like went there and we called that road soda. But I also like if I was at your house and we were going to a festival and I was bringing a drink, which also yeah. is illegal, but like I would be like, I'm just going to take a road soda. Yeah. I mean, I probably wouldn't say that. I'd just take, say I'm going to bring a beer. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. You should be able to. It's crazy. It, and it encourages, I think, people to chug and, you know, like yeah. to finish before they leave, oh, well, like to drink too much. Like, like in New Orleans when you can like just – the best thing if you're with a group of people is that everyone doesn't have to be on the same drinking yeah. schedule. Yeah. Like you can just be like, oh, you're done and I'm not. That's cool because I can to get go a to-go cup. cup. Yeah. Like I don't have to chug my beer and you don't have to buy another one and then like have to do the same thing when I'm done. So – God, yeah. it's the in, way to do it. It's a way to live. In the South, they're very metaphorical. Mm. They have the a lot of um, synonyms for the word drunk, which I they don't. Of course, they don't list any, but I just like that idea that it's like yeah. they're they're you know they're not like saying like road soda. They're like yeah, <laughs> making yeah. this like poetry, and it also makes me think of how British people say pissed. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I like that one. Our friend sometimes says, well, I said earlier, in my cups, mm, mm -hmm. which I think is fun. Like, I like like euphemisms of, of drunk. Pardon me. Oh, another Canadian thing that I never knew about. Two four. What's that? It's a, it's a case of beer. 24 beers is a two four. Oh. Isn't that funny? And there's parts of Utah. This is what made me think of a two four where they say three two. It's low alcohol beers. So they come in at three point two ABV. Oh. And it's like Utah, like Mormon country. It says puritanical corners of Utah, where they call um they call them three twos. And it kind of is like a catch all for all low alcohol beers. So in. it could be a three one, but they yeah. still mean. Yeah. Um, I'm like that dork now sometimes, depending on how long I've been drinking or whatever, that like I definitely will ask people if it's not listed, I'll ask like mm. a waitress or a bartender or a server or a bartender like, uh, can you find out what the ABV is, ABV is of yeah. that or that? No, that's just a lesson you learn with age, man. That's it's like if I want to stay out, like if I start, you know, if I have my first beer at whatever o'clock, you know, mm -hmm. like say it's like seven or something and I want to stay out late, like I gotta, I gotta be careful around like 10 o'clock. I need to be like, whoa, yeah. what are we doing here? I need a water. <laughs> I need, I need to know 
what yeah. the lowest alcohol <laughs> is on this board. And I probably need something to eat. So it's getting old, man. Getting she old. wants somebody to slip her a Mickey. Mm, only if it means the alcohol. But probably not because it'd be no. too strong. to take a deep breath. We're going to talk about episode 25 again for a second. Oh God. Great, because <laughs> I'm not sleeping at night. <laughs> oh, listener Annie, who emailed and said, like, come on, guys, stop talking about Mickey's. Stop talking grandma. Except she was a time traveler and yeah. talked to, like, a uh, 50s radio personality. Yeah. Is that 50s or, like, 40s, maybe? Don't ask me. Okay. <laughs> so we said, um, you know, we thanked you for our feedback because we really do. D- don't worry about Linda. I'll read the emails. I'll screen them. We <laughs> love to hear from you guys. It's really important and it really helps us make a better show. And she gave us some stuff that she wants to hear about. Mm-hmm. And one of them was the Oxford comma. Oh, that Oxford comma. We've talked about it before on a past episode, but it's been a while, and I know we've gotten a lot of new listeners since that mm-hmm. episode. So, according to our analytics, oh, people, 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 computers. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you tell us what the hail is an Oxford comma? The Oxford comma is the comma before the and in a list of items. So, if you said, "I'm going to this." store to get um bread milk and beer mm-hmm. which you can't do in pennsylvania except now you can in yeah, some places at the thriftway the thriftway near us mm-hmm. only like there's not that many though right we no. like happen to have one but yeah. across the state there's not that many anyway so it would be the comma before the and it's also called a serial comma if you call it an oxford comma you capitalize oxford um oh wow good yeah good tip yeah so it's a very controversial comma i have to say am i bothering you with my leg right now no okay sorry i was like trying to stretch my neck don't oh don't worry right. about me over here <laughs> I, was, I was just fidgeting because this is such a, a tense subject um so some people like it and some people don't basically I think that the Oxford comma is going out of style. Mm-hmm. Like Maury and I were saying, when we went to school, you use the Oxford comma, and then you get out of school, and suddenly it's like, no, the Oxford comma is done. So um, I understand that. I like the Oxford comma, not only because of yeah. my past, <laughs> my history with the Oxford comma, the serial comma, um, but... Because you went to Oxford? Yes, Little known fact, even though I don't know what the hell eponymous means when I've had a couple She's drinks. She's an Oxford graduate. I am. Summa cum laude. <laughs> she gave the speech. Yes. At, uh, what's it called? Commencement? Commencement, graduation. Okay. I was going to say consummation. <laughs> nope. Nope. No speeches there. I was magna cum laude. <laughs> No, I went to Penn State, everyone. Um, so, <laughs> so, you know, I had to stop using it in my professional life because my 
um, workplace at the time and my current workplace don't use it. But I have held on personally to the extra comma. That's so hard to switch back and forth. It's really hard. It's getting harder and harder. I think I'm going to have like a mental breakdown between this and all the emails. I'm going to have a mental breakdown Mm. (laughs) because it's a lot to handle. And um, I... I like it, and so not only because of my history and my whatever preference, I guess, but it's um, I like consistency above all. Right. Even if I disagree with the way someone does something, I want them to do it all of the time the way that I hate it. Because if they go back and <laughs> forth, it's not like 50% of the time you do something the way I like it and 50% of the time you do it the way I don't. No, I'd rather then you do you it hate 100% that. Okay. of the time you do it the way I don't like it. <laughs> so the problem there is with the serial comma that sometimes you need it for clarity. Yes. And so people will put it in when they think it's needed. So, and it's sort of subjective, I think. I mean, sometimes you definitely do need it, but other times it's just like, like this happened to me at work recently where the phrase, the the phrases, the, the items that were being separated by commas in this list were kind of longer. They weren't yeah, just words. That's confusing. So it gets a li- to be a little bit much. So someone was like, correct, like rightly so, saying, put in the serial comma in that instance. But I hate that because it's like, yeah. Then if you I have did, a whole document and there's one serial comma, one serial comma, it drives me crazy. So that's why I love the serial comma. So if you're reading, if you're not an editor, you're just reading something like on the internet or in a paper and you, does your eye like immediately spot a, a rogue serial comma? Yeah. It's, if it's not. Yeah. Because it's, since it's something that I'm like interested in, I notice if a publication or a book or whatever uses it or not. Yeah. And if they suddenly use it, I'm like, I mean, I, I notice it, obviously. Um, so, I mean, for the most part, I mean, who's to say what I don't notice? Because I don't know if I don't notice something. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I do notice it. And so, so Morgan and I talked before uh, on, I don't know what episode, um, but, you know, that sometimes the way you need them for clarity is like she said, um, having dinner or whatever with my neighbors, Barack Obama, and Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. So, are you having dinner with your neighbors, Jill and, Ju- and Judy? Yeah. And also Barack and Michelle, or are Barack and Michelle your neighbors? I can't say because of national security reasons. Oh, so I think you did just say. purposefully ambiguous was <laughs> my lack of comma. Wink, wink. Yeah. So, um, So, like, since you need to use it in instances like that to be, like, you know, stating yes or no or, you know, if if Barack and Michelle are not your neighbors, you should be putting a comma after Barack to show that these are different sets that are coming to your dinner party or whatever. So that's why I just think you should always use it. Well... But if so, but I'm I'm in as we're saying like if minority. You, yeah, if you read, I'm saying like if you're reading a thing, do you see it? Do you does it jump out at you? Mm-hmm. Because most publications don't use it. Mm-hmm. We could really only find 
a couple. We didn't look very hard, so tweet us other things. We looked for about five seconds. Yeah, well, and the results were slim. <laughs> uh, Business Insider is a rare publication that uses the serial comma. Um, anybody, like, so Linda says it's Chicago style mm. uses it, but. So that's mostly educational. Yeah, so everybody who's writing. With Chicago, yeah. Uh, yeah, so everybody who's writing, you know, for news sources is, is using AP, and AP does not use it. So it's hard to find. Do you know, just off the top of your head, we didn't talk about this before, because you said in books, is it um, is it an know. author choice? I'm not sure. That that would be a good thing to know. Um, yeah. Because, oh, you know what, I should go back and read Mary Norris's book again, or just look through it. Yeah. Because she uses the Oxford comma at the New Yorker. Right. So I wonder, even if her publisher doesn't, or her book editor or whatever, if... If, I wonder if they, like, let her use it just for that book. I certainly hope so. If she's allowed to do it in The New Yorker, she can do it in her own damn book. <laughs> well, it's not allowed. It's not that it's her choice. It's that it was – it's The New it's Yorker's. It's their choice. Okay. I didn't know if it was a rule that she made. Um, well, probably when she started, that was just, like, a normal thing. Mm. But now that it's, like, fallen out of favor, um, The New Yorker still uses – Now that the world's gone crazy topsy-turvy. Yeah. The New Yorker still does it. Interesting. Well, um, there you go, Annie. Maybe I should look at your email, see what you use. Oh, yeah. Well, I wonder, like I said to Morgan today, so yeah, let's talk about the Oxford comma. What do you want to talk about? Like, it's all style. Like, it's opinion, kind of. You, like, like I said, consistency, consistency, consistency. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know what that reaction was, but that's all I the name really care about. Oh, that should be the name of a book. Your book. My book, I guess, yeah. Gosh, you're so horrible to yourself. <laughs> Consistency by Linda Huss. My book would be Consistency, comma, Consistency, <laughs> comma, and Consistency. I was just going to say that. <laughs> oh, God. We spend a lot of time together. Uh, no, it should be concise, comma, clear, comma, and cool. <laughs> By Linda Huss. Or no, a Linda Huss story. <laughs> My memoir. Like with an asterisk on cool to be like uh, <laughs> subject to a subject to opinion. <laughs> if you like the 90s. <laughs> Morgan. Yeah. Big news in the marine life world. I was wondering when we were getting to this segment of the show. God. Dolphins recorded having a conversation just like two people <gasps> for the first time. <gasps> this is in the Telegraph. .co.uk. Do you think they were talking about this podcast? Probably. They're like, did you hear that eponymous thing? <laughs> like, hey, Deborah, did you hear those girls are so stupid? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, give them a break. They're so funny. Oh, thanks, Deborah. <laughs> Appreciate it. Can you really leave us a review? Deborah the Dolphin. <laughs> if somebody leaves a review with the name Deborah the Dolphin, <sighs> I will. You win everything. I will do something. 
Uh-huh. That you'll never forget. <laughs> that seems like something I wouldn't want. <laughs> <laughs> Wait and see. <laughs> this is getting creepier by the moment. Tricky, tricky. <laughs> okay. Anyway, God, I hope we just lost all our listeners. <laughs> Not Deborah. <laughs> Two dolphins have been recorded having a conversation for the first time after scientists developed an underwater microphone which could distinguish the animals' different voices. Wow. Yeah. Researchers have known for decades that mammals had an advanced form of communication. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, uh, so scientists have now shown that dolphins alter the volume and frequency of pulsed clicks to form individual, quote, words. Wow. End quote. Which uh, they string together into sentences in much the same way that humans speak. I mean, it makes sense. Like, they're to- of course they're talking to each other. Well, there's a difference between, okay, I get that, but, and dolphins also have seemed smart, so much smarter than a lot of other animals for so long. But yeah. like, um, communication is one thing. All animals communicate with yeah. each other. Yeah. But to actually have a conversation yeah. is something that takes like, I'm not even reading right now, so I'm like kind of making this up. So don't blame the telegraph if I'm wrong, but like. It's all the telegraph, guys. <laughs> It takes an intellectual and I would think an emotional depth that we didn't know that mammals except for humans had, you know, so. So what are they saying? Like, good kelp down by the. Well, we don't have a translation. Bay. And then the other one's <laughs> saying like, nah, I was there yesterday. And the other one's like, God. Yeah. So they're saying that there's like different. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Different <laughs> lengths of time of these like, like whatever. Those things. No, it's like, oh yeah, that's quick. Yeah. yeah. So everybody with headphones in just ripped them out. Yeah. Sorry. Um. So they're they're clearly saying different words, but okay. also they're saying that when they're in a group or one on one, they're not interrupting each other, or maybe just the one on one. They're not. So they're letting so the they're other polite. one talk. Yes. So not only are they speaking to each other, they're very kind, and. So they're like letting the other one finish, which is like they're, it's a language. It's not just communication. Wow. And at the end of this story, it says, dolphins are also thought to have developed a type of sign language in which Mm. they communicate with their flippers. That's adorable. I love dolphins. They're so great. When I was in fifth grade, I got a Baywatch Barbie that came with a dolphin. Mm-hmm. And is fifth grade too old to have Barbies? Mm-mm. Okay. I don't know if I should be embarrassed about that. <laughs> um, and the dolphin, it was Baywatch Barbie. So she had on like the red bathing suit and the jacket. And the dolphin. Was dolph- it a particular Baywatch character? No. Just general. Yeah, just general. But she was blonde and tan. Well, so, still, I don't know who that could be. Exactly. Could have been anyone. Uh, <laughs> and the dolphin had. Not Yasmin Belief, though. No. It had a fin on its back, and like when you moved it, it made the clicking noises. And it was oh, like, I wonder what it was saying. I'm sure it said a lot in my Barbie fantasy world. And I love that Barbie and that dolphin so much because mm-hmm. I got it. It was my first 
reward when I got my back brace in fifth grade. Oh, yeah. God, how have we gone like 20 whatever episodes without talking about your back brace? And I had to wear it. It was like after I wore it, it was like a month or something. And I worked my way up towards that Baywatch Barbie. Was it at the outset? You were like, if I make it a month, this is what I want. Or after a month, you were like, here's what I want. It was definitely you get a Barbie. The Barbie was the prize. I knew I wanted a Barbie, and that was the agreed upon prize. And that was probably within like the last two weeks that I had narrowed it down. Okay. Baywatch Barbie and the talking dolphin. We had a lot of good times. I never saw a Baywatch Barbie before. I had a lot of Barbies, but yeah. not Baywatch. Well, it was fancy. It came with a dolphin, Linda. Yeah, I know. I don't know if I ever had a dolph- dolphin in my dream house. Yeah, I'd have scoliosis. <laughs> <laughs> um, so something else, since I didn't read this whole article until just now, uh, that I just noticed when you were telling your weird backbreak story is that <laughs> dolphins have possessed... How dare you? <laughs> dolphins have possessed brains that are larger and more complex than human ones for more than 25 million years. Oh, my gosh. The researchers found that Yasha and Yana, not Deborah, <laughs> could, like that. could create sentences of up to five, quote, words. Hmm. But the st- scientists still do not understand the content. Well, duh. Uh, the, the scientist, Dr. Ryabov, said it was now beyond doubt that dolphins speak their own language and it is time to start studying how to communicate directly with them. I know I don't have any, you know, educational credentials to, um, you know, back me up on this. Yeah. But I think that I should probably be included in this study. On the team. On the team. Um, I often, like, wonder why I wasn't a marine biologist. Probably because I was not that great at science. That could be it. Science was hard. That could definitely be it. I don't want to talk to dolphins. I find it scary. Like, I don't want to talk to apes, gorillas, dolphins. I think we should keep that barrier up. Hmm. It seems dangerous to get on level footing with the animal kingdom. Yeah. Well, it's not like, but they already understand us sometimes, I think. Yeah. Well, like dogs do, maybe. Yeah, they're not going to take over the world, though. They're too dumb. Oh, not Zippo. It's true. Not Zippo. Zippo could take over the world. Mm. He doesn't seem motivated. <laughs> what? Well, he's 13 now. God. <laughs> when he was a I'm young I'm not saying pup. he's not smart enough, but you have to have drive. All right, everyone. That's our show. Tell us what you think what you love, what you loved even more, and what you love the most. And that, those are the only options. Mm-hmm. And you can find us at drunkwarnerds at gmail.com or on all the social medias, Drunk War Nerds. Come join the conversation. We speak dolphin. Mary Norris is our queen. This has been a riveting production.